You're listening to Happy Healthy Hormones with Dr. Chris. Are you tired of the short-term patch to your health problems? Is avoiding medications and surgeries important to you? If you answered yes, then your prayers have been answered. Dr. Chris has been helping people transform their health for over a decade. He's a world-renowned health expert who specializes in holistic health. He's a professional speaker, chiropractor, and international best-selling author. It's his mission to help you reach your full God-given potential through holistic health and healing. Get ready to be inspired and transformed. Here's your host, Dr. Chris. Hey, everyone. I'm really excited to share this next guest that we have. This is Pastor Aaron Chambers. My wife and I both co-interviewed on this. He just drops gold throughout. And the reason he's so special is because he has a way of cutting through all the BS and really finding the underlying issues when it comes to relationships. And Aaron Chambers is a lead minister of the Journey Christian Church in Greeley, Colorado. He's an author. He's a husband uh, to his lovely wife, a father to four kids, an evangelism champion, a leadership consultant, marriage coach, and blogger. Uh, but he has some really cool things going on. And I really want you to just follow through because he has dropping gold throughout this podcast and has some really amazing insight. I think it'll really help you in your relationships. You know, if you're going through a tough time, just help you maybe get through those easier. Or if you feel you got a good marriage, I think it'll really just help get you that next level and continue to have that awesome relationship. Because as you know, you got to work at those things. So enough of me talking. Let's go ahead and hear from Pastor Aaron. So, all right, everyone, welcome. We have Pastor Aaron with us today. So it's a pleasure to have him with us. Pastor Aaron, how's it going today? It's going great. It's an honor to be with you guys. Absolutely. So we've got myself today, we've got Pastor Aaron, and we have my lovely wife, Deidre, today. So we just wanted to bring you on for both of our viewers, with both of our podcasts, because we think that what you do is so valuable. And in relationships today, I feel there's a lot of things that are pulling relationships apart and a lot of distractions and a lot of just things that are just not healthy and a lot of habits that are being created just from our culture that we developed in the last, oh geez, I don't know, 20, 30 years in our culture here in America. And I think that you just do a good job of, uh, well, not a good job, that's an understatement, but an amazing job of just being able to connect with people, cut past people's BS, and really be able to get to the root cause. And that's one of the things that we love about you is because Deidre and I are both very root cause people. We like to get to the underlying cause and help get long-term solutions to people. And we think you're an important part of that. So yeah, thanks again. Uh, Deidre, why don't you take it away? Well, I just want to add on top of that, Chris was saying that Aaron is so good at just being insightful and he, this is part of the reason why I love counseling with him both individually and as a couple is you can say something to him and he just reads right through it and he knows, I don't know if it's the spirit or something, just he knows what's going on and he can see through the facade or get to the root cause like Chris said. So we want to share with our listeners today from you, Aaron. What is your story? You know, how did you become a pastor? And specifically, what led you to the niche of couples counseling? Okay. Yes, I um, grew up in a pastor's family, and I so I and I didn't really want to be a pastor. I knew I wanted to go into some sort of ministry, um, and then uh, God made it clear to me I was working at a college as a recruiter, and God made it clear to me that I was supposed to go into ministry, and it was a it was just a really definitive moment. And so I went to ministry at the age of 28, as far as the lead pastor goes. I've been in youth ministry before that. And then, uh, but yeah, it was, it was just a clear call from God. And I got into the niche of marriage uh, coaching. Um, as a pastor, you do marriage counseling as it is. But um, 
let, let me go back just a little bit, Deidre. Uh, my dad um, was did a lot of marriage seminars when I when he was in ministry. He passed away back in uh, 1988, but he did a lot of marriage seminars. Um, and he actually had the idea for a marriage book that he was writing when he passed away. It never got written, and the note there, you know, the notes are pretty much all gone. But um, there are principles that he taught that became foundational for me. And as I started marriage counseling, I found myself sharing some of the same principles. And then as life has gone on, I've, I've added my own uh, stuff. But um, my dad really just put a, in me a, a heart for marriages. Um, now, what I do now is a lot different than when I started. Uh, when I started, it was just kind of marriage counseling in my office at church. Now I do marriage coaching. I work with, I've worked with over 1,000 couples easily. Uh, I stopped counting at 1,000. Um, <laughs> I work with about two to four couples a week. I've already worked with uh, two couples this morning. And I, uh, and none of the couples I work with, I shouldn't say that almost, almost none of the couples I work with are in my town. They're all through Skype and FaceTime and, and distance and people will fly in to see me and people will fly me out to see them. And, uh, so I do marriage coaching now, um, a lot. Uh, and, uh, I got into this niche, um, this particular niche because of relationships with, um, high powered, uh, successful doctors and, uh, through this experience, it was this word of mouth. They'd say, hey, you need to talk to this couple, this couple. So now, like most of the couples I worked with are like you guys who are just like high-powered, successful, um, uh, people who have a vision to change the world. And so that's my niche. It's, it's really these, these, I have the most success. I've actually tried, this is, you know, between me, you, and your listeners, I've actually tried what I do with you guys with um, ordinary people who, um, are not wired the same way and it crushes them and they end up hating me. So <laughs> I've realized that my niche is with people who are really successful, um, able to take it, thick skinned and committed to a mission larger than themselves. And uh, a lot of you guys are just, you take coaching very, very well. So I actually, you know, almost exclusively call what I do now marriage coaching. And it's uh, very practical, very in your face. Uh, I do not care how the color yellow makes you feel. I want to help you get to the next step. And like a coach, I'm a coach in real life too. I coach a high school track and cross country. And as a coach, like I have split second, I, I have little tiny opportunities to make a big impact and to speak into your life. And, and, and so if you're running past me in the 400, I don't have a lot of time to work with. So I give you quick, meaningful instruction. So that's what I do with couples now is as a marriage coach, I try to give you practical, uh, life-changing, uh, helpful guidance uh, and what's cool about you all is that just like the other couples I work with, you can take it and you want to be better and you don't get your feelings hurt easily. And so, yeah, that's kind of the niche I'm in right now. And I'm excited to, to keep filling that niche because it's, it's fun. It's so much fun when you guys, you guys know, cause you guys are in the life change business. Yeah. It's so much fun when you work with somebody, they want to change and then you throw out 10 things and one of them was for them and they take it and it works and they see results. It's like, that is so fulfilling. I think that's so important because I was just doing a Facebook live earlier today on this, which is people think that pain is not congruent with a healthy life, spiritually, physically, mentally. But in order for us to get better and to reach that next level in our lives, we have to go through some pain and pain is a normal part of life. And without pain in our lives, we're really not living up to our fullest mission as well. So I think that's really important. Even in our relationship, you're talking about tearing people down. It's okay if you feel offended if you go through some emotional pain as you're counseling with someone like Pastor Aaron to feel maybe defeated or just not that he's, it makes you, cause I never walk away from you feeling defeated. I feel inspired, maybe felt some pain in some things that I was feeling 
myself or maybe Deidre felt with herself in pain that we need to improve in our lives and for ourselves, for our marriage. But that's a, a good feeling because then you come out on top and we come out better as a team, as a couple, as lovers, as everything else. So that's, that's awesome. Yep. So, well, pain, pain is not good. Pain is not bad. It's, it's, mm -hmm. um, so like I think about the first thing I thought about Chris when you said that was James in the Bible says consider pure joy when you face trials of many kinds because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance and when perseverance has finished its work you're mature and complete lacking in nothing so it's a process that leads to maturity and completion and then like in the world of chiropractic I when I go to get adjusted for it, it's it sometimes hurts you know and but it's for my good. And that's the thing is is the couples who with whom I have the most success are those who realize I'm fighting for you. I am all in for you. I believe in you. And if there's any adjustments I'm trying to make, it's for your your benefit. And but I will not we, I will not hold back in any way, shape, or form from from the hard talk or hard word, uh, knowing that. But you guys know it's coming from a place of love. And so that changes everything. Well, what I love about working with you is it's never in your face, like screaming or like, you did this wrong. This is what you need to do. You know, it's very, like you said, fr coming from a place of love, but you give objective and tangible advice and you do it in a way that like speaks to the couples that you're working with in a, in a loving and mature manner. And like, I've just, I've worked with you a lot, even individually. And I, like Chris said, I walk away feeling like, all right, maybe it hurts right now, but I'm inspired to change this, this and this to better my life, my marriage and reach my goals. So Pastor Aaron, I want to talk to you too about a book you're working on. I was reading on your website um, earlier this week and I know you have a couple books out that you've already written and one of those books that said you were working on is one specifically for marriage and just some some wisdom bombs to help people just have a stronger foundation of their marriage. So can you talk a little bit about that? Like maybe what are you working on with that? What's some of your inspiration behind that and like what's the direction that's headed? Yeah, so I am yes, I actually met with a publisher this week that I that I have that I work with and presented like four different book ideas. And one of the ideas I presented was a book on marriage and I have pretty much written written it by and all my time and hours working with uh, couples. It's very practical, but um, it's uh, I want people to have extraordinary marriages and what I found is uh, in working with people is that the difference between extraordinary and ordinary is often a simple thing. It's not, uh, some people think that it's so big, I can't have an extraordinary marriage, just we, whatever, we're so jacked up, whatever, and it's, it's not true. Um, it's sometimes just doing the little things right, week after week, day after, day after day, week after week, and you find yourself in a really great place. I also feel like, so many couples feel like they're so dysfunctional, and they're not. I like to say to couples, uh, early on when I'm meeting them for the first time, is like, listen, you're acting like you're the most dysfunctional couple on the face of the planet, and that's only because you didn't have dinner with my wife and I last Thursday night. Like <laughs> we all have stuff, all right. And so the book, I'm, the book I want to write, and I'm hoping, I'm hoping to, it'll, I'm going to write it one way or another. I'm either going to self-publish it or it's going to be published. It's a really practical guide for um, how to have an extraordinary marriage, and it looks at five different areas. Uh, Christ is the first. It looks at covenant, the idea of covenant. Um, when you are in a covenantal relationship with somebody, it changes the whole paradigm. Uh, you, you realize, hey, we're stuck with each other. You might as well make it work. We made promises to each other. We made vows to each other. You might as well make it work. Um, so there's Christ, there's covenant. There's conflict. I talk about fighting and some really practical guides for fighting in a healthy way. Uh, one chapter is on communication. Um, and I talk about the importance of communication in a marriage. And then last is on connection. And that's where I talk about intimacy and what it looks like to have a biblical uh, connection. And I talk about you know the uh, 
four different kinds of sex that couples should be having uh, twice a week. Is monkey and, sex uh, one of them? Monkey sex is one of them. Yeah, in the context, it sounds really weird, doesn't it, Deidre? But um, <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, it's a uh, it's a biblical concept, and I point out in the Bible where God actually teaches us to embrace that part of our sex life. Um, but yeah, so it's a, um, it's, a, it's a real practical book, and like I said, it's not written yet uh, officially, but it's outlined, ready to go, and I'm just trying to figure out. I'd like to get someone to publish it because I'm busy and I don't have really time to publish it myself, um, and I'm hoping that it'll be in your hands soon because people like you have been so encouraging and you know, I have a list of people who are like, please, you know, give us a resource that we can have that's that's uh, going to keep us from from uh, that's going to help us in a really practical way. Yeah. Well, and I think this actually kind of segues into the topic that I wanted to touch upon because when we first met you, it was at an in-person retreat, actually in Colorado, because Pastor Aaron doesn't live near us. And one of the things that literally made my jaw drop, and correct me if I'm wrong, if it's one of these things, but you said, bottom line, spouses, you need to be having sex with your partner twice a week, minimum. He's like, that's mm-hmm. the minimum goal. And so I'm just curious, is that one of the you know, top two or three things that you see couples struggling with? And if not, you know, what are those top two or three problems or things that cause marital issues? Yeah. So that is an excellent question. I'm glad you brought that up. Let me, let me go back to just a split second. Why? I think it's important to focus on the different kinds of sex because yes, we do. Um, I do counsel couples that a, a good goal to look at in, the, in a marriage relationship is connecting at least two times a week. And like that, that's what I'm saying. You can't have monkey sex every night, but uh, sometimes it's maintenance sex. Sometimes it's just um, you know a connection. Um, but it's um, yes, twice a week. Because here's the thing: it's uh, in the Bible. One of the areas of sex I talk about is ministry sex. In the Bible, in First Corinthians seven. The Apostle Paul teaches, don't, don't, if you, don't stop having sex. You need to have sex with each other. If you're married, he says, my body belongs to my wife. My wife's body belongs to me. And it's for ministry. And it's for uh, taking care of each other. And he says, do not deprive each other sexually, except for a short period of time and for prayer. And he goes on to say, lest the enemy get a stronghold, you know, get a foothold in your marriage. So you, absolutely, I, Deidre, I think that um, this is such a blind spot for, for couples, even Christian couples. It's this, um, the importance of intimacy, the importance of connecting. Like I said, it's not always bells and whistles, but just that, that constant connection is so important to a marriage. And when I'm talking to a couple and they're not having sex on a regular basis, like they're having sex once a month, um, once every four years, then something is, yeah, something, yeah, something is wrong. And um, now they may not see it as wrong. They may feel fine with it. But it's something. There's something flawed in a relationship, a marriage relationship, if you're not connecting intimately on a regular basis. And sometimes, based on you know external circumstances, that can be, you know, whether you have a baby or who's nursing, or you're having health issues, or whatever. Um, those can be extenuating circumstances. But even so, that should not keep a couple from connecting on a regular basis. Now, I, all things being equal, they're healthy. They're in a, you know, uh, they, they're scheduled. You know, twice a week is is a great, great goal. And it just keeps the engine running. It's like it's like a an regular adjustment. It's like an oil change. It just keeps things working um, in a proper manner. And uh, so, absolutely, it's crucially important. And if you're if you're in a relationship and you've lost that part of your relationship, it needs to be fought for. You need to find a way to re, to rekindle it because it, to let it go. Um, ironically, the way I say it, and this may be a little blunt, um, but the way I say to couples, if you're not having sex, you're screwed. Like your marriage is screwed. Like you, you don't know it yet, 
but you're moving towards being excellent roommates, business partners, but not not the relationship that you vowed to make and that God intended for you to have. That's great. And that, I think, rolls into, I think, what Deidre was talk, getting into there, which was, what are some of the, maybe the top two or three areas of marriage or maybe just life? Act, no, not the action steps. I, I want to get to that in a second. But what are, like, the top two or three things you see couples struggle with that causes marital problems? I mean, I think maybe sex might be one of them, potentially, but you talked about some good action steps there. But yeah, what are like two or three that you see like the biggest things that affect marriages? Chris, that's a great question. Um, I'll give you three. And these are three I hit all the time. They're almost like three stool, three legs on a stool. Uh, boundaries, roles, and expectations. So much of what I'm working with now comes. It, it, that's a part of the, everyone's. That's a part of almost every conversation I have with a first-time couple. Is okay. Let's talk about boundaries. Let's talk about roles. Let's talk about expectations. For example, you guys are both uh, successful people, uh, working careers and making a difference. That only works uh, if you have really good boundaries. Boundaries around your work life, boundaries around your personal life, boundaries around your spiritual life, boundaries around your health life, boundaries around your sex life. Those boundaries are crucial because when those boundaries are not protect, uh, identified and protected, uh, life creeps in and uh, things overlap in unhealthy ways. And for example, you work all the time, you don't take time for yourselves or um, you don't communicate anymore. You don't feel uh, intimate, intimate, an intimate connection. And so those boundaries are important uh, around your relationships. Maybe you have toxic relationships with people outside of your immediate family. And, and when you allow those to come into uh, some of these other areas, it can become toxic. Um, so boundaries are crucial roles and roles simply can be who's doing what at any given time. Um, they can change on the fly. Uh, there are times when my role at home is I'm I'm the point person. There are times when my, my wife is the point person um, on my staff at work, and you guys are professionals. So when you're leading your staff, that works best when everybody knows their role. They know who they are in the system, what they're expected to do, and then expectations. Now, my wife and I, Chris, this is a huge thing. Um, it, we're just, my wife and I are in a season when expectations is a huge deal right now, and we are having almost daily this conversation. Hey, babe, what's your, what are your expectations for today? And the thing about expectations, guys, is this. In a marriage relationship, there are at least six facets to that two expectations, okay? Chris, there are your expectations for what you're going to do today. There are your expectations for what Deidre is going to do today. And there are expert, your expectations for what you and Deidre are going to do today as a couple. And then Deidre has her expectations for what she wants to do today, for what she expects you to do, and then what you guys are going to do as a couple. So, for example, I'm, I've been doing coaching all morning for, uh, with couples, um, and I'm, then I have a funeral this afternoon at 3 o'clock. So last night, I, I said, hey, babe, what are, your, what are your expectations for me tomorrow? Now, if my wife had said, I expect you to be home to fix this, to fix this, to have this conversation, to go to lunch with me, da 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 and we did not communicate, she's going to be ticked at me because I'm not going to meet her expectations. So what we did is she's like, so what are your expectations for me tomorrow? Because um, tomorrow morning I have counseling starting at 8 a.m., and I'm doing a really cool podcast, and then I'm doing more marriage coaching, and and I got to go to funeral. I will be home about three o'clock. And so, what we found is the importance of clearing up those expectations because when those aren't clear, you set yourself up for very frustrating conversations, very frustrating interactions. Because mankind, if you are expecting your spouse to be someplace and they're not there because you didn't communicate with them, that's frustrating. If you're expecting your spouse to do something or to act a certain way 
and it's not happening because you didn't communicate that, that is really frustrating. So my answer to your question is those three things are really important. Have those conversations on a daily basis. What are what are the boundaries we need to protect? What boundaries aren't working? What are what are the roles in this situation? Who's leading out in this situation? Because like in your relationship, one of the things I appreciate about appreciate about your relationship is you both are dynamic leaders, but also sometimes in different circles. So when when Deidre's out there changing the world and helping women to be empowered and 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 feel beautiful and feel confident, well then maybe she's taking the lead. But when she invites you into her world, that only works when you know your role, when you know the expectations she has for you, and vice versa. Uh, when you, you when you're working together in your world, it it works really well when you have clear boundaries, roles, and expectation. What's going to happen? Absolutely. I mean, even just the other night, we had a workshop scheduled for the office, and I knew my role was just going to be being there as a supporter for him and not like co-teaching, but there are nights where we, you know, co-teach a workshop together in our office or so yeah, like having that set up in advance, which there's a lot of things there obviously that you find with couples. So what are some action steps that can help them establish a routine or, you know, have those conversations about creating boundaries and expectations and just further clarification in their union? Okay, so great question. Let me give you two tools, okay? One of the tools is a, da- a daily powwow, all right? And this is where you and your spouse say, um, uh, no, excuse me, a weekly powwow. This is where you and your spouse say, hey, what does your week look like? All right, what does your week look like? My wife and I will do this on Sunday nights. My wife's a teacher. She's a coach. Um, I'm, doing, I'm wearing a lot of hats. So we will sit down on Sunday night before we watch Walking Dead or some other you know, <laughs> show we're binging. Uh, we will sit down and say, okay, what does your week look like? And as the spiritual leader, I start with my wife first. I say, hey, babe, what does your week look like? And she lays out her week. She pulls out her planner, and I put, I put the big rocks in my calendar, make sure they're all there. Um, I'll say, hey, when can we go on a date? Da, 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 da. Uh, when, when do you get time for yourself, babe? Um, I want to go to the gym. These days, we make time. Those are the big rocks. Time for each other, time for dating, time for God, that kind of stuff. And then I'll say, okay, babe, here's what my week looks like. I have uh, a meeting this night. I have this at church. I have this event happening, and we get our week set, so we basically have a game plan. We have four kids and a grandchild, so there are a lot of moving parts, so sometimes you have to be flexible. But going into a week, into the week with pretty clear game plan for what's going to happen is really helpful because that means, for example, um, I can go to the gym tomorrow morning and work out because my wife knows that I am, I planned on a week and going to the gym this many times a week and on this morning. And it's also not viewed as selfishness because my I plan, I've made sure I'm protecting my wife's time for herself. And so when you have those conversations at the beginning of the week, it gives you freedom to interact, to be independent, to work, to have time together without guilt and shame. Like I can go to the gym and not feel guilty because I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I'm going knowing that my wife knows since Sunday that I was going to go work out today, for example. And then she can go to the gym and she can go to the library and read books, which she loves to do because she knows like we've already agreed that I'm covering the family at that point or I'm getting the kids from practice or whatever. So that's a big thing. And then the second thing, Deidre, is is I call whiteboarding your life. And this is something I recommend every six months. And what, what this is, you don't really need a whiteboard. But what I would, what I, ideally what a couple would do would be they would go off by themselves um, and for a weekend. And they would take something like a whiteboard. And at some point in the evening after going out to dinner or going to a movie, they would pull out the whiteboard and they would list – they would put on the whiteboard everything that represents what they're doing in their life at that moment. Just vomit stuff up on the board. Just fill it up. And then what you do is you talk about it. Just chat about it. It's like, wow, look at that. We do a lot of that. Or we don't do any of this. Or I don't, I don't like that at all. Um, I've had couples do this and just be really like have a moment of clarity. And so then what you do is then you, uh, you talk about it. You process it. You pray about it. And then at some point you erase it. 
And then you come back to it after erasing it, and you come back to it, and you I, I like to say the next morning you come up, come up, get up the next morning, you erase it, and you you pray about it. Like okay, we want our life, we want to own our life. We don't want our life to own us. And so what you do is you put things back on the board, and nothing goes back on the board without mutual consent and a little bit of discussion. And so some things will pop right back up there, and you know your work, your projects, different things like that. But what happens is at the end of the process, if you've done it properly, you have a new vision for your life that feels empowering. And like I said, I've had couples do this a lot, and I've had stories like uh, one one of my favorite stories is um, the next morning when they were putting stuff back up on the whiteboard. The wife said, "I want to write a book." And they've been married for 17 years. He said, you want to write a book? She says, yes. How long have you wanted to write a book? Well, pretty much ever since I was in high school. He's like, why am I just now hearing this? Because I didn't feel like it could work in our life. I didn't feel like it was a possibility. And um, she's written that book because it became a priority for them as a couple. Um, I've had couples quit their jobs and move. I've had couples decide to have children. I've had couples um, make major life changes because once they once they got control of their life and they looked at it right in front of them in black and white, they realized this is not what we life, want our life to look like. And we we and once they own it and they realize it, it's empowering. So my wife and I did this about three months ago, and because of that, you know, like I said, I'm I'm in the process of of of, of working on about four different books right now with my wife's blessing, with her permission. Because of this, um, I know the priorities my wife has, and I can fight for those. All right, and I can make sure those happen. Some of them are not any of your business, but I, but because I know now, because we whiteboard our life, I know um, we're on the same page, we're moving in the same direction, and the the things that need to happen within the boundaries, rules, and expectations are are either are, are either happening or more likely to happening happen because we are owning our life. Yeah, those are great. I mean, we we implement those things. That you've taught us those things. I don't think we tried the whiteboard thing yet. We do something similar, but I'm, we're gonna we're definitely gonna implement that one. The calendar thing is like gold, no question for sure. So, Pastor, we appreciate you being on today. You have dropped so much gold for people. I mean, they could walk away from this, I think, and transforming their marriage, just applying these things you've talked about. We could probably talk for another six hours about stuff because you're just so insightful in this area of our lives. But hey, I just want to have you touch really quick on just maybe a couple areas that people could go and find you and work with you because obviously there's virtual ways you can work. You have retreats. You can People can fly out. You can fly. I mean, there's a million ways, but what are a couple of resources? Yep. And then we'll put them on the on the podcast too and, and on the show notes. Sounds great. I want to say something real quick to your audience. Um, I've known you. I've known Chris and Deidre for years, and they are the real deal. They are the real deal. And uh, nothing but true passion, love, authenticity. Um, and uh, I like I watch – I actually watched Deidre's uh, – uh, stuff on Facebook and it, I'm like I'm totally not her audience but I'm so <laughs> inspired by her authenticity and, and Chris like you guys are the real deal you're making a difference so um, if they, people want to get, get more information about me they can go to my website um, AaronChambers.com and that's 1A2Rs A-R-R-O-N AaronChambers.com or they can reach me through email at Aaron once again A-R-R-O-N S uh, Chambers at uh, gmail.com Cool. Awesome. So yeah, we'll put those links as well on the, on the website and everything. So thank you so much. We appreciate your time. We know you're a busy guy helping lots of lives and changing lots of couples and future generations. So thank you. Thank you, man. Oh, thank you. Aaron. Thank you guys. God bless. Thanks for listening. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please help more people in reaching their fullest potential and rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. For show notes and other free resources we mentioned today, go to newedgewellness.com.